Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be such a great day. Because really, every day has the potential to be a great day. You know, people ask me all the time, why do you start out your podcast episodes with that saying? And it was something that my oldest child taught to me when they were just four years old. And I believe in it every single day. Because even if there's a really challenging day ahead of us, it has the potential to be great. Who said greatness is always easy. Who said greatness is always roses and butterflies? It's not. Every day can be a great day because we can learn so much from the difficult ones and the beautiful ones. Every day has that possibility. Every day we are so lucky to be alive. Every single day can be a great day. And today's going to be a great day because we're going to learn something that can make an enormous difference in your life and in your relationships and in your leadership at work. Having difficult conversations. This is one of those incredibly poignant aspects of our lives that we tend to shy away from. Isn't it so true? You know, those difficult conversations are the ones that we tend to run away from or ignore or hope that we don't have to have. Or here's another one. How many times have you thought, you know what? It's on him. He's going to have to bring this conversation to me. I'm not approaching this. I'm going to let him bring it. How many times have you heard yourself say that? And as we know in leadership and at work as business owners and business leaders and managers of teams, our excellence comes when we can face those difficult conversations. In fact, even in our personal lives, I like to think about it as a thin little stick in the spokes of your bicycle wheel. You know, when you're riding along in your bicycle, just imagine this, just picture yourself trekking along on this beautiful ride. You're free, just freewheeling it and loving the wind in your hair and how easy it feels just to, once you have that momentum to keep pedaling and to pick up speed. And even if you see a little hill in front of you, you know that you can gain momentum to push you right up that hill if you put a little bit of effort in on the downhill. So imagine that in your life as well, of how sometimes you feel in that flow, in that place of ease and confidence and just enjoying the ride, especially as a business owner, business leader, there are those moments And then there are moments when it feels like you're just pushing against the current, fighting something. And what I like to imagine that as is a thin little twig in the spokes of that bicycle wheel. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you push, no matter how much 
And no matter how much effort you put in, you still feel the resistance and you just can't get to that free-flowing place. And maybe you can get a single rotation of that tire to happen with enough force. But man, maybe that little stick just wedges itself in in another place on the next revolution. And sometimes that little stick in the spokes is a simple conversation, a moment of truth and honesty between two people. And it's that single difficult conversation that if you could just simply extract from the spokes would make this bicycle tire, bicycle wheel just spin effortlessly again. And that's the challenge, right? Is to be able to have the confidence to have these difficult conversations. So let me just give you some permission to give yourself some grace because these are not skills that we learned necessarily sitting around the the dinner table. Maybe you came from a family where the dinner table was one of anger and hostility. And if you ever mentioned anything uncomfortable or challenging conversation, it was met with aggression. Maybe that's what you came from, from your family upbringing, or maybe your family at the dinner table didn't speak at all, just avoided all conversations and just lived in these very superficial conversations. And you never learned those skills of having compassion in the moment of a really challenging conversation. Or maybe you come from a family where you didn't even have dinners together. (laughs) You were so disparate that this idea of having one-on-one conversations, even on a very basic level, is new and a challenge for you. So give yourself a little bit of grace because nobody necessarily learned this growing up. And, you know, have that grace as well for the other person who you're going to be having a difficult conversation with because perhaps their upbringing gave them similar challenges, at the very least didn't give them the tools to have these conversations. So today let's dive into a technique, a five-part technique that has served me enormously in business and in my personal life. You know, I had a very difficult conversation at work that I had to have recently and I was terrified. It was a challenge. In fact, I put this off for months, for months, every time I would tell myself, now's not the time, or I'd make time. And then the other person who also was aware that we needed to have this conversation would give an excuse, oh, I can't do it today. And I'd take her up on it immediately and say, oh, thank goodness. Oh yes, now's not a good time. Any excuse that she had, I completely bought into because I was really, really uncomfortable having this conversation. And isn't it interesting that those conversations tend to be the most important ones to have? We have this intuitive knowing of when there really needs to be some acknowledgement and some honesty. And that's how I kind of turned around to give myself confidence is I recognize that I love this person at work so much and I have so much respect for her that I was really doing our relationship a disservice by not bringing the truth really being dishonest by not sharing with her my vulnerability and my honesty. And so that's what gave me a little bit more courage is that I knew I needed to serve her better and serve our relationship better. So how do we do this? How do we have these challenging conversations? I gave a speech recently about this to um, some incredible women in a group here in Maine. And I titled the speech, It's All About You and It's Never About You. And I love that title because it really sums up what we need to know when we're having difficult conversations. 
the first part of it, it's all about you, really acknowledges your ownership of your responsibility and the accountability you have in this relationship and in this conversation. And the second part, it's never about you, is that you really have no control or say over the other person's reaction or opinion or beliefs. And really, however they receive this difficult conversation has nothing to do with you. So let's dive into this five-step simple technique of how to face a really uncomfortable situation, an uncomfortable conversation more specifically. So I started out with a moment of silence and a moment of just getting present. Because what I find, especially at work, is what we tend to do is busy ourselves so much that we really show up to these conversations unprepared energetically. So if you imagine you've got a list of to-dos, you're seeing patients, you're seeing clients, you're on the phone, you've got a hundred things happening at once, you've got a to-do list as long as your arm waiting for you. And so when you show up to the conversation, there's generally a million things going on in your mind and really is that a respectful way to show up to a difficult conversation? I mean, would you, if you could see into the mind or into the heart of the person across from you, would you feel respected if they were showing up that way? So really what we need to do is step back into our presence and also recognize how empowering that is. If you can show up in a conversation, in a difficult conversation that way. So my simple practice that I do, it just takes 30 seconds. But what I'm trying to do is re-engage the parasympathetic nervous system. So step out of that sympathetic nervous system response. Remember, your sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight system. So I don't want to be defensive. I don't want to be aggressive. I don't want to flee. I want to be present for this conversation. I want to stand in my truth and in my values. And in order to do so, I need to kick off and stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system. So how we do that, just simple act of close your eyes and take three really deep intentional breaths. And if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, you're seeing where what I immediately did was I put my hand on my heart because that's a part of this as well. I've, I've just ingrained this practice in so deeply that I just automatically put my hand on my heart because that's the second part of preparing here. But basically, just close your eyes, take three really nice deep breaths in, and wherever you are, even if you're driving, listening to this right now, you can practice this. Keep your eyes open, but really the deep breaths is what kicks off that parasympathetic nervous system. If you imagine your sympathetic nervous system is always living in this shallow breath space, and when we give ourselves a chance to take these deep cleansing breaths, we slow our heart rate down and bring ourselves to a more present place physiologically. So go ahead and do that now. Breathe in very deeply and then exhale completely. And if you do this with me three times, and exhale completely. And do it one more time. And just notice 
how you seem to be in a new space completely. How everything in your world just seems to become a little slower, a little calmer, to gain a little more perspective. And really, it just takes three breaths. You can just step outside of that hurried place, that harried place, and just gain yourself a little bit of presence. And when I put my hand on my heart, the reason why I do that is approaching a difficult conversation, I find strength and confidence in gratitude because I find that gratitude, appreciation is the antidote to worry and overwhelm. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you didn't get into business to be miserable. The problem is that people feel that if their business gets busier, if they start becoming more successful, that happiness will eventually set in, but it can actually get worse. This is why I created the Business of Happiness Prosperity Coaching. In this one-on-one coaching, we look at how to redefine success on your terms and refine the joy and the passion in your dream. Visit me at thebizofhappiness.com and become the happiest business owner you know. So for me, that's my go-to. And even in difficult conversations where I approach it is, Thank you for this opportunity to learn a new skill because I know how important having difficult conversations is. Thank you for this position in my profession that I have this opportunity to speak my truth to someone. Thank you for giving me the courage to face this challenge. I mean, right now I'm thinking also about when I did this recently with my son, I had a very difficult conversation in my personal life with my son. He and I tend to butt heads a lot. We're complete opposites. And this was a long, a conversation, long time coming. And I had all these stories in my head of how he was going to be and how he was going to resist. And I knew in my heart that I needed to share this with him and he needed to hear me. And so when I was doing this practice, preparing for our conversation, my gratitude was just, Thank you for this learning opportunity, even though I know this is going to be uncomfortable, even though I know he and I have a challenge with these kinds of things. Thank you for this learning opportunity. Thank you, universe, for giving me this incredible son that can teach me how to be better, teach me how to gain in my skill of having challenging conversations and standing in my truth. So whatever that is to you, but gaining yourself some gratitude gives you so much strength and confidence to take the next step. And that's how I start all challenging conversations. I just ground myself. I just give myself permission to be in a really parasympathetic place, a really present place. And then step two is, what is the purpose? What is my intention for this conversation? And I really narrow things down to one or two intentions, two at the most. Because if you remember, if you've ever been in a challenging conversation on the recipient side and the person has just had a hundred things they want to talk to you about, you become very defensive. And that I've learned over time is what can absolutely sink a challenging conversation and make a challenging conversation just 
nose bomb is when we get on a roll and again on a little high and maybe someone acknowledges and receives that first comment that you had to make but then you feel like oh I've got this and then you bring another one and another one as parents we tend to do this and how about this and let's address this so really narrow it down to that one maybe two intentions what do you want the other person to know to hear to believe to feel. What is your intention? It also gives you a great goalpost, right? What is your goalpost so that when you hit that goalpost, get up and get out. Don't keep pushing it. And also recognize the success of the conversation. So what is your intention? I personally like to write it down. When I allow myself to just sit in my brain space, I become very poetic about it (laughs) and I spin around. When I write it down, it forces me to have clarity. And in difficult conversations, as Brene Brown says, clear is kind and kind is clear. So we're not going to beat around the bush in this conversation. We're not going to color it. We're going to get straight to the point. What is the point? What do I want this person to hear? I mean, for those of you who are having difficult conversations on the phone with clients or patients, this is a great practice as well. Just being very clear on where this conversation is going. What are my intentions? One of my patients recently I had to have this conversation with, it was actually a parent of a patient where we really needed to end, terminate their orthodontic treatment prematurely because We were just getting a lot of cavities on their teeth and they were not able to keep their teeth clean while the braces were on. So this was a challenging conversation. I knew the parent would be defensive, but what I needed to have clear at the end of the conversation, I needed them to hear that we were terminating the treatment early. I was clear that was my goal. My goal is for my patient's parent to hear, we are going to take the braces off earlier than completion of the treatment because of the decay. Having that clarity gives me some peace as well. It takes a little bit of the stress off of it. Like, okay, that's just what I'm going to focus on. I don't need to talk about all the other things. This is my goal. So that was step two. So step one was just preparing yourself energetically. Step two is being very clear on what your intention is. Step three is, is there any ownership that you need to take in this relationship? I love this step because once we can acknowledge and start a difficult conversation from respect and ownership and accountability, it completely diffuses the situation from the beginning. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be blamed for everything. I'm not going to take the blame for my patient not brushing their teeth, of course. But is there any responsibility you play in this situation? So when I was telling you about a difficult conversation I had with a teammate recently in my office... I acknowledge that I should have brought this sooner. Remember I mentioned how I hadn't been fully honest with her? That was my accountability. So this is how I started our conversation, was taking full ownership and responsibility from my end of the conversation. And I did. I said, listen, I have to apologize. I should have brought this to you sooner. I've been concerned about this. It's been weighing on me. And I should have been more honest with you months ago. So do you see how any conversation that you approach that way immediately diffuses that defensiveness of the other person? And it just sets a tone for the conversation that is, look, we're going to be open and honest with each other. I'm going to take some accountability. I'm hoping you will take some accountability and maybe we can meet in the middle. 
So that was step three. Where in this conversation do I need to take ownership and accountability? Step four is having the conversation. So once we've established our own energetic center, once we've established what our intention is, and once we have clearly understood our responsibility, now we start the conversation with the clarity of what we want to say. And when you do so, you know that you're standing in a place where I'm not coming at this with other intentions. I'm not coming at this with, you know, aggression or emotional reaction to something. I'm very centered. I'm confident. I know my values and I'm coming to this conversation with clarity. And so here we go. Here's the clarity of what I need you to hear. And then the fifth step is allowing the other person to receive it and just listening. So once you've clearly said what you need to say, now you allow yourself to listen with compassion. Because the truth is you have no control over how this person is going to receive what you're trying to say. Perhaps they're coming from a crazy harried place. Perhaps they're coming from that sympathetic nervous system place and they are on the defense. They're angry. They're fearful. They have a lot of stories around it. You know, whenever I speak to a parent about their child's treatment, parents tend to feel that their child's actions are reflections of their parenting. And so they become very defensive. And so I can acknowledge that feeling as a mom. I know how that feels. So I can have enormous compassion, even if there's some vitriol, some anger, some aggression coming at me from the other side. The way I like to imagine this step is myself as a tree in a storm. So if you visualize a tree that's just standing there and perhaps there's a storm coming at you, being even prepared for a storm, being prepared for a storm of emotions, for anger, for aggression, for fear. And remember, you can always frame it in that regard. Is this, is this love or is this fear? Because there are only really two emotions. So if there's anger coming at you, just see it as fear. See it as defensiveness and just allow it. Just allow it, just let them be heard. And just giving them space to speak is sometimes enough. You know, this might even be on the phone if you're having an uncomfortable conversation on the phone, or it might be in person. Sometimes the other person might even break down in front of you. Just give them space, hold space for them to have their reaction that they need to have. And as that tree, imagine digging your roots in deeper. So your roots digging into the ground is your conviction of what you need to say and what you need them to hear. Your conviction is that you have good intention, that this is a very challenging conversation, but absolutely has to happen. And so picturing yourself as that tree in a storm and allowing it to just happen as it should. And if you feel that perhaps their aggression or their defensiveness wasn't allowing them to hear you the first time, then you can follow up with more clarity if you need to. But the magic about this step is just giving them space to be heard and validating that they are having these emotions. So I hear you. I can see. You know, just using those kinds of words just says I'm being present and I'm listening. But it doesn't mean that you change how you, your intention for the conversation. If you knew from the beginning, if you'd established with clarity what your intention is, then you won't be wavered by that storm. 
And there you go. Those are my steps. They've worked very well for me in the past, both in private, personal conversations with intimate relationships, and they've worked really well for me at work as well. When I just follow those steps, I allow myself space to stand in my values. And really, that's what it comes down to. Once you know where you're coming from, you can have enormous compassion because we've all been in that place. We've all been in that place where we've been caught off guard by a conversation and immediately we step in with fear or defensiveness. And so having compassion for the other person that this is going to be difficult to hear. This is going to be a challenging conversation. And sometimes it doesn't just end there. The conversation perhaps has ended, but the growth in the relationship hasn't. Give yourself grace that this is going to be a challenge maybe for a little while. And maybe this conversation has ended harshly or in an uncomfortable place for now, but at least you've said your truth. At least you pulled that stick out of the spokes in the bicycle. You did something that was difficult to do and give yourself enormous congratulations for facing something difficult because we can do hard things, especially when we do them from a place of good intention and compassion and kindness, not just for the other person, but also for ourselves. Well, there you go, my friend. All of these tools I bring to you every week are intended to bring you more and more resilience and happiness in business and in life. That's my mission here at the Business of Happiness, is how can we find that empowerment that really fulfills us? So when you have those challenging conversations, give yourself a moment afterwards to acknowledge what you just did, that you just grew in a skill, that you just did something really difficult, but that you can take ownership of how resilient and courageous you were to do so. And also acknowledge that you recognized when a conversation needed to happen. And having that intuitive understanding is enormous, so empowering. Wishing you a fabulous week ahead, my friends. And remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from this perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes on thebizofhappiness.com. I look forward to discussing happiness in business and in life with you further again next episode. And until then, remember... Today is going to be a great day.